0: Welcome to an Emergency Politics and Bros podcast. It is January 6th, 2021, and all hell broke loose on Capitol Hill today. So we're here to discuss it a little bit, what we just saw, who's to blame, and anything in between. How, how you doing tonight, man?
1: Pete, what's been going on? What did I miss? <laughs> anything, anything to report? I've Just, uh, been just a p- few out things. Here mountain, out here in the mountains. Yeah. No, well, nothing- you know...
0: We were supposed to have our you know record our normal episode where we we're going to actually discuss the Georgia special election and maybe a few other things, but uh, you know, yeah, the hit the sham yesterday or it's today, been, and
1: it's been quite. a, Oh my god! Hold
0: on, your kids want to join the want to join the emergency pod. Hold on. Um
1: did you, hear, did you hear him? Something really bad happened. <laughs> did you hear him say no that? shit, no shit. <laughs> Pete? Sorry about that. Um, it's okay, no worries. So. Yeah, it's been quite a few 24 hours, and, you know, just when we think uh, we're getting through 2020, 2020 is over, we're moving on to 2021, you know, 2021 is like, here, hold my beer, Seriously? we're going get to this, get this thing started right. Um, yeah, I know, uh, I watched Transfix today as what is normally a, a procedural, um, almost no one even really pays attention to it. Have you, have you ever paid attention to this day before?
0: I mean, other than after, uh, you know, obviously you paid attention to it in 2000 and you paid attention a little bit to it in 2004. Um, that's when Democrats actually did object to electors, but for very different reasons, not just for, you know, straight up political theater to massage the ego of the current sitting president who clearly lost the election. But mm-hmm. um, no, I've never, yeah. never encountered anything like this. I be, who who which was it Barbara boxer that, that Barbara uh, boxer in 2004 2004, uh, right yeah for in which, which for, for the supposed shenanigans that went down in Ohio yeah Dybul- um, which there was which there was no real
1: right evidence and to I support. believe she did not have a senator supporting her and it was no. voted dead she was the only one to object there was only one Correct. objection I mean I don't know uh, I think I guess I'll ask you like you know I mean is it is it fair, like, do you feel like the hyperbole, is it hyperbole, th- what we're see, hearing from the news media coming about? It was like, you, you know, this is a banana republic, dark day for America. Like, do you agree? Is this like, um, are these adequate w- ways to describe what we witness today?
0: I, I I mean I think it is, uh, but the you know the, the thing here is that we've gotta it, it's where we go from here that sort of will solidify it one way or the other and how the, what the actual response is. And I, I don't know what that's gonna be, and I hope it's I hope it's a good one, and by good I mean um much stronger condemnation coming from, you know, GOPers, which mm-hmm. is, is happening, um, but you know, maybe even a step further where we see uh, additional, at least, talk and conversation about what what happens to Trump here. Does this is this something that we have to start talking about filing articles of impeachment and conviction in the Senate and getting him removed prior to the inauguration of Joe Biden, um, or invoking the Twenty Fifth Amendment right now and getting him out? I think anybody who says that this wasn't a result of the rhetoric put forward by Donald Trump, his campaign team, his campaign legal team, including Rudy Giuliani, um, who I think it's safe to say can never have the title of America's mayor ever again. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I think it's without a doubt that they are to blame for this. And, uh, you know, at the top, Donald Trump and his idiot children are to blame for this. Mm -hmm. Um, I was really hoping that at the end of the day with the the Georgia Senate races yesterday, that that was really going to be the end of it. That was going to be the last kind of, you know, Kick in the nuts, right? Um, I never would have thought today could have happened at the Capitol with um, with a bunch of crazy lunatics uh, storming, literally storming the United States Capitol building, putting the lives uh, of you know senators, congressmen, staff members, Capitol police, and support staff um, at risk because um, that's exactly what they did. And for what? I don't think any of them really right. can tell you other than oh, the election was stolen, which is not true in mm-hmm. any way, shape, or form. Right, there were there were two,
1: there was one clear end game by the politicians involved in this that were um, creating this spectacle today, and it was that it was politics, right? It was to curry favor with Trump's base. That's just um, theater. It was theater, right? The other group that did that, um, and and this was actually one reason. As I was watching today, I I th- I was somewhat comforted, is that much like many of the things that have happened in the Trump administration, um, the, the protest at Capitol Hill, they were kind of like, let's go protest, but they didn't really have an end goal other than protest itself, right? right? Like they, they didn't have, they, they, they didn't have a plan once they got in there, they weren't going to go, you know, issue some sort of decree or some, there was no leadership. It was literally just theater and acting out for the sake of acting out, you know, and it, it goes to, goes to reason that many of these People who were acting out protesters, I don't some people are calling them domestic domestic terrorist uh, you know whatever I don't care they're idiots um there there are a lot of them are are faux tough guys anyway who you know don't have um a lot of intelligence, and probably um that gave me some some sense of comfort in that like we're not really gonna these idiots aren't really gonna um you know uh, overturn. Our our democracy because they're not capable of it. Um, so you know it was it was fascinating to watch. I personally thought that I just didn't want to see people hurt. I thought it would eventually get uh, contained and and these people would be put outside. A lot of them I think are into cosplay and just like to play the role <laughs> of of patriot and they don't even know what it means to be patriot other than like you know wearing a. a, a uh, american flag, you know, camo or something and yeah. um it, it, it just was the result of of four years of cult-like behavior and and um this kind of uh, i don't know the, the the mainstream republicans sort of using the the momentum of his base to to f- further their own gains but not really recognizing what what sort of damage they're doing long run. And I think this was really uh, a natural end to the, the the presidency. And, you know, we even did a podcast, Is Trump a, a Threat to American Democracy? And this was, I think, I don't know. I think we, I don't know. I think we got our did answer. We, yeah. Did, did we, I can't even remember, did we do it before impeachment had happened? We've been doing the podcast for a little over a year now. Um, I, know, I think it was pretty clear he was going to be impeached. Um, but yeah, like you said, I think we got our answer, and um, I'm just really angry at at people like Josh Hawley and Ted Cruz, yeah. who are smart people. They're like, there's no question that they have intellect. Yeah,
0: um, these are Ivy League educated attorneys, exactly. Who, you know, in, in the prime of their lives, were were promising, you know, legal scholars and constitutional scholars, Supreme and, Court clerks, right? Yeah, yeah. and yeah. it, I mean. I think at a minimum, you know, the, the sedition caucus of those 12 members, you know, really it's, it was led by Cruz and, and Holly. Uh, And now most of those folks have decided, okay, maybe we don't want to be a part of this anymore after what happened today. So, you know, kudos to them for doing the right thing eventually, but uh, clearly Cruz and Holly are sticking by their guns. I listened to Josh Holly's floor speech, um, where he just, you know, he's objecting to Pennsylvania, a state that he doesn't represent, right. Uh, that a state where his concerns were actually heard by the courts and dismissed because of lack of evidence and lack of you know backup for what they needed to for the what the Trump campaign needed to prove their case, and he's still pro- pushing forward, um, yeah, really to satisfy his own ambition because he wants to stay close in the MAGA world and potentially run for president at some point. Mm-hmm. And it's sad and disgusting. And at the minimum, he and Cruz, I, I mean, I, I, I've never really felt this way until today that. Those two, especially, should be expelled from the United States Senate, recalled by their by the voters in their states, and never set foot in American politics ever again. Two questions then. Can't I assume?
1: I assume that can happen. Um, what, but then, like, what? What if you're handicapping whether or not that's going to happen? I mean, that's probably pretty. It's pretty minute pretty, chances, yeah, right? Pretty, pretty small. Pretty small yeah. chance,
0: to be honest. Yeah. I mean, I. I think Mitch McConnell del- deserves a lot of credit um over the last uh, several really? days because he's been trying to keep his arms around this whole thing and not let it get out of hand um he had been counseling these these 12 members of this of this sedition caucus to not do this mm-hmm. um, that this was not their role constitutionally and you had people saying people like uh, Tom cotton saying that you had people like Rand Paul saying that. Uh, that this was not their responsibility. This was not their constitutional authority to overturn uh, elections, yeah. which are run by the states. Federalism, huh? Yeah. So, and you know, and the other big thing is, you know, nobody defends the Electoral College more than the Re- than the Republican Party, and this effectively destroys the Electoral College when you call it into question this way by by uh, objecting to the electors. Um. And you know that troubled him too, and he gave a very good floor speech that this was the most consequential vote of his 36 year you know Senate career. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know Mitt Romney, who spoke after him not too long after him gave made the case imagine that this was a man who has voted to authorize wars and two impeachments and you know countless other things. but this was his most important vote was to to facilitate the peaceful transfer of power that our country has been known for worldwide only for the whole thing to blow up in his face. And now, you know, the Kremlin and our, you know, buddies in Beijing are laughing their rear ends off at us because we're dumb and, and easily manipulated. Um, and Trump knows that. And it's, I
1: I mean, ultimately it it starts at the top and it's, and it's Trump, you know, Trump's fault. And if we didn't have such a shallow, um, sads you know small man as president whose ego is put above everything else then we wouldn't be in this place um but you know i think trump is who we've always thought he was and mm-hmm. and in a way they could have boxed this boxed him in right like they had the power to box him in um and at every turn they kind of chose to uh, play footsie with him and, and kind of let him go a little bit. And you know, I, I wonder if if the the crew that came in with Tr- with Trump's inauguration four years ago and the people he had around him, um, if if that crew was still around, would we have had the last four months after? Um, you know before the election and after the election, would they have allowed that to happen? You know someone' like Reince, Reince Priebus and i mean even bannon he 's a smart guy and he he understands how to he may not have the best intentions, but he 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 understands the american system and and trump 's essentially been running the White House and the executive branch by himself for the last six months, if not longer um and <clears throat> i think i i don 't like slippery slope arguments as 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 a logical um, argument, but like this really has been a slippery slope throughout his four years of of a presidency, where you know one thing has led to another and given him more oxygen to do more, and then you know something like the impeachment where he got off. Susan Collins says, "I believe he learned a lesson." Well, and I think you've heard this a lot probably in the last day right. or so. The only lesson he's really learned is that he can get away with almost anything he wants. And, you know, all of these choices they've made along the way uh, have led to this moment.
0: Yeah. I mean, he famously said during the campaign in 2016 that he could shoot somebody in the middle of Fifth Avenue and probably get get more votes and more Mm -hmm. support because of it. Um, I mean, yeah, he he just consistently gets away with it. I mean, I know that the, you know, the saying is what's the saying? Like the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Yeah. Um, And, you know. We heard from when he got nominated, when he clinched the nomination, I think it was uh, end of May, early June of 2016 when he clinched the nomination. And there were people who the plans went in motion to see if they could prevent him from being uh, becoming ascending to the to to be the nominee for the GOP that year. And then once they realized that that wasn't going to happen with a brokered convention or whatever strategy they were going for you had a lot of well-intentioned people saying, well, we can, we can control this. We can keep our arms around it. We can guide him to the right decisions. Um, and I think everybody has, everybody who has been brought before him to work for him or work with him has felt that way, even though all the evidence, you know, leading up to that has been the opposite. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, Paul Ryan thought he could he could control him and when he realized it he just had to mitigate things and things same thing with reince Priebus, and that's why he goes through staff and cabinet secretaries like tissues yeah. and you know right. and there, i don't think he has anybody working for him now that started with him in in 2017 when he when he when he got to the white house um but besides every person that's come, Ivanka. besides okay. his family yeah besides his family and you know he's he for some reason people just keep on thinking well i can get in there and change things and keep things and they never can they can't because he won't allow that he is a narcissist he is a psychopath and it has never been more clear than in the last two months but especially today yeah
1: well i i do want to talk about what happens next but i before we do that um i've been away tonight um and you know i I said to you on a text chain, it's never, you know, when, um, our friend Ryan, who also was on the pod earlier texted, you know, props to Kelly Loeffler for Mm -hmm. saying she, she's no longer proceeding to, uh, she can't in good conscience object to the electoral certification anymore, which she had planned to do originally. Um, you know, I said, it's never too late to start doing the right thing. Um, who did, did Cruz, Proceed with his objection. I know Holly did. I know Tuberville did. Um, Marshall from Kansas, uh, and um, but I think it was only seven from the Senate object uh, confirmed the Arizona objection. Do you know who did? I just yeah. Want to find out who, who might be on the right side of history here?
0: So I think the ones that that uh, Langford uh, from Oklahoma decided mm-hmm. not. He went with Lawler. So too, so did Danes. Uh, so did uh, Braun from um, Indiana. Okay. Um, and I think that was it. Uh, I think Cruz stuck with them as well. He, um, he
1: still maintained his objection.
0: I think so. I'm, I'm not, I'm not hundred percent. So do not, quote me. not can... too
1: surprising. I mean, I figure he's like, I've already dug this grave. So let's just try to make the best uh, out yeah. of it. Um, and plus he, he now has to uh, differentiate himself with, from Tom Cotton. Right. Mm-hmm. Because Cotton's sitting back today being like, boy, did I choose the right side. Um, and if he flipped, Cotton could always hold that over him, I guess. Um, but uh, I don't know. I, it sounds like looking at um, what's going on in the house is, right now is that many of those individuals were continuing to just bandy about these wild conspiracy theories and um and they don't seem to mo brooks was making you know um politically charged tweets about you know good thing we didn't let the democrats defund the police today and, and things like that like um uh yeah it seems like they didn't maybe didn't learn their lesson i don't know
0: I don't I don't think they I don't think they did. Or I are, think. are they
1: incapable of it or is it just like we've chosen this path and we're gonna go down it because we think we're either dumb or we think it's best for us politically.
0: I think I, I think it's that. They've 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 picked their horse, they're not gonna get off now. Trump's base is ridiculously strong. Um they're all worried about being primaried uh in two years. They've you know, Don Jr. and Eric Trump have threatened uh, sitting senators and and uh, Congresspeople with primary challenges if they don't continue to support the president, um, you know. But I think at the end of the day, the reckoning for the GOP has not come yet. I think
1: uh, even after last night in Georgia,
0: I think even after last night, I think the reckoning is still coming. That all these people are going to. Uh, some are going to survive. I think, like you, you know, Mo Brooks is a perfect example. That guy's probably always going to be in, yeah. in Congress, and no, those
1: um, those type of people will always be there. It's just they've right. never had the 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 platform or the right. the the headroom to to make these statements and 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 lead the party like they have. Yeah the last couple of years
0: but i mean i would if i were ted cruz i'd be worried about my re-election in texas and you know, he almost lost in
1: 2018 right
0: yeah yeah, yeah. i mean he's he, in 2024 i would worry about that that he's not that he won't be able to win that seat texas has changed demographics are changing um i think at the end of the day he's not a well-liked person at all even among gop <laughs> members of the gop right. he's not well-liked um right. so i'd be worried if I were him. Um, I don't know if Josh Hawley has anything to worry about in Missouri, but you know, I think at the end of the day, I there's mean, he, a picture he beat a Democrat,
1: so that's got. I mean, Claire, he beat Claire McCaskill, so like, yeah. you know, but I mean, definitely it's close enough where he should have something to worry about.
0: Yeah, and 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 Missouri is a is a deep, deep, deep red state, but um, I know. I mean, they're going to Democrats are going to throw a ton of money to try and and knock him out in right. four years, and. It's just, I think there's a lot of senators that need to worry about their choices, um, especially in changing demographics. I think, uh, you know, we'll talk about Georgia more in the next pod, but, you know, Ossoff and and Warnock didn't win because they were stellar candidates. They won because, you know, Trump, Trump. I mean, Trump, Trump got, got GOP voters to stay home. He, he made, uh, he basically all of his, he turned off suburban voters, uh, suburban women. And, you know, that's why now we have Ossoff and, and Warnock who are going to be in the Senate. Um, and
1: one party control of government.
0: and One party control of government. And yeah. it's just, you know, the consequences are, it's it, they're going to reverberate. And I think that a lot of, uh, I think more heads are going to roll eventually over the next cycle in 2022. Um,
1: I, I honestly had a moment today where I was like, if we can get through this today without major instances of violence. And obviously the night's not over in DC, who knows what could happen, but I think all the bars and restaurants are closed. So I don't know where they're going to be getting uh, drunk tonight, but um, I honestly thought, God, maybe this is actually the reckoning and the, and the, you know, the inversion point or inflection point for people like Lindsey Graham, who know better, um, or even Loeffler hearing something like that from someone who was, she was uh, all in on trumpism and yeah. she flipped like that today and that, you know because you know me like i'm center i want both i want robust legitimate parties on both sides to be able to yeah. debate and we haven't had that it's been lopsided not necessarily for even policy reasons but other reasons and so there was a part of a part of me deep down that was like well maybe we can use this as 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 a as a, a pivot, that will be positive. But
0: I don't know. I've... Well, I think the, I think Republicans are going to remain in the wilderness for a lot of reasons. One, the base, the 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 MAGA base. But two, a lot more than just politicians bought into to MAGA. All the think tanks, the conservative think tanks mm-hmm. that have been around for years, bought into it as well and have been, you know, shills for the Trump administration, even when it was po- for policies that would never be considered conservative in any way shape or form um Tariffs. so so right and and yeah. abandoning free trade and you know right. socialism in the agriculture uh, world where we're basically paying off farmers because we're engaged in trade wars with china yeah. and you know everything so until all every apparatus in dc that that supports conservative thought theory or politics is deprogrammed i really don't see how base voters uh, in a lot of these states are going to get deprogrammed either because they're hearing all the same stuff they're on the, all the same email list they pay attention to what the Heritage Foundation is talking about. they pay attention to you know um, Americans for prosperity and all these ramp groups too that are parroting you know whatever Trump administration wants you know done. Um, so deprogramming is going to take a long time to happen. It's not going to be instantaneous the way it was with Loeffler and some of these other folks who abandoned the the, the objection to the electors. How do you think, like, I almost feel
1: that that Trump base is, is, is like a cult, right? And like, they're really just, it's really an identity. And if, if like the leadership of the, the conservative movement flipped the script and said, oh, actually we believe this, like they would be like, yeah, yeah, that's what we believe. That's what our side believes. We're going to, we're all in on that now. Because they they obviously didn't have any principles to begin with because they flipped on a lot of these things and there are some and it's a little bit more I guess complicated than that because it's more of a populist movement right than than sort of a principle conservative principle-based movement but I do feel that like it's if you just like it's like all of a sudden a sports team like Mike Mussina going from the Orioles to the Yankees the Yankees hated him because he was on the Orioles but now all of a sudden he's pitching for the Yankees and he's like yeah, we love Mike Musino. Like, right. I feel like it's, a te- it's almost like a team thing. And they could be like, well, actually, you know, the trade war with China, uh, we could probably take some advantages from it. But we should really probably dial it back and let free trade happen. And they'd be like, yeah, that's what we think. I don't know. I, that's, you, you're on more of these lists and see more of this, this conversation than I do um, being in, on the political side of things. Uh, so I, it's just kind of a feeling I have from, from kind of the, what, what I've witnessed over the last couple of years.
0: Well, there also needs to be a wholesale change in in the political uh, leaderships. I mean, Rona McDaniel cannot be chairman of the RNC after this. Yeah, and, and I know she wants to be. I know she wants to continue. There needs to be new leadership at the at the Republican National Committee. Uh, somebody who's going to come in, clean house, get rid of the MAGAs that are that have infested that building, and bring us, you know, bring the GOP back to what it once was, which was, you know, an intellectual party that had ideas yeah. um you know believed in conservative thought in theory um but it, you know that is that's what's got to happen and but i don't see who i don't know who can step up and do that at this point because the trump apparatus has infested itself in in everything in every state party throughout the country um but uh, ronan mcdaniel cannot continue to be uh the chairwoman of the of the rnc let's uh, hope let's hope yeah well, and it's, we need, we need the voices too that are, you know, George W. Bush put out a great statement today condemning everything and condemning all the, all the actions at the Capitol, but also condemning the conspiracy theories, um, you know, advocating for the peaceful transfer of power in a fair and just election that we had. Um, you know, Paul Ryan did the same thing, put out a statement. Uh, it was either earlier this week or then of last week, uh, you know, saying this was a fair and free election and we need to have order and, uh, uh, you know the transfer of power the peaceful transfer of power we need more voices like that to to be out there and honestly at the end of the day the gop needs to be run by the elites again it just has to be um trump didn't drain the swamp news flash maga people the the swamp was never drained it just beca- it just got populated by new people um and that's it but nobody really wants to hear that
1: well let's let's talk about the, the protesters, and what, what do you think is going to happen to these these folks that are there? Like, um, I you know, I don't know if – I can't remember if – They've mistaken. only
0: arrested like 13 or 14 – well, this was a couple hours ago. They had only arrested like 13 or 14 people right. so far. I think
1: they made the decision in the moment. Like, we're just going to try to keep this situation from getting worse and, and keep them – and we'll worry about, like, crimes later. First yeah. off, um, it's a public building, right? So – uh, but I'm guessing with things going on today, um, you can make the argument that they, they, they committed crimes. I mean, have you? Heard well, any, I mean, they smashed periods, windows. They smashed right. windows. Damaged they, federal property. Yeah.
0: They, yeah. They, uh, you know, they smashed, destroyed federal property. They, so vandalism. They um, looted,
1: I assume. Or they, yep. they theft, right? I'm, I'm sure yeah, they there were theft. was
0: theft. They disturbed the peace. They trespassed. <laughs> um there's a you know there's no there's there's plenty of things to charge these folks with if you can if you can identify a bunch uh, identify any of them uh
1: um, yeah, I mean I think I read a quote about even just interfering with um federal uh, um, processes to um, okay. further government or elect officials can be considered sedition um, yep. and so whether or not any prosecutor takes that um, uh, takes that up on themselves to, to argue that case. I don't know. I would love to see it. Um, you know, a lot of these idiots because they don't believe in COVID, weren't wearing masks, right. so um, they're on camera now in you know running through the Capitol building, stealing things. So that should make it pretty easy to identify them. Um, I don't know. Do you think? they will be tried or should be tried
0: oh they absolutely should be they should all be sent to jail i mean there's a lot there's all this you know what with black lives matter and you know the protests and some of the uh, um you know violent things that happened during those protests that you know weren't necessarily indicative of the of the of the movement itself but still happened mm-hmm. um so there's a lot of that you know you see a lot of black lives matter uh supporters on instagram and 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 twitter and facebook talking about you know We were shot with tear gas and rubber bullets, but these people are getting, you know, led out of the Capitol and released. And there's a lot of that happening. And we don't know what's going to happen to these people. It's too early to start throwing that kind of stuff around. We don't know how many people they actually rounded up. We don't know how many people they actually identified. Um, So we need to wait and see. And hopefully, I'm hopeful that people are going to be getting 10, 15 year jail sentences in federal prison because of what happened today. Um, yeah. That that would be justice. And that's what uh, the American people deserve um, yeah. instead of just a slap on the wrist or, you know, letting things slide. Uh, yeah, I think. But honestly, at the end of the day, I think the only thing that is really going to heal, really heal things is um, for Trump to pay for this somehow uh, in some way, shape or form. Um, he deserves it. He put a lot of people at risk today. He put his own vice president at risk today by tweeting at him that he was not doing, uh, he was not doing what he was asked and was not being a patriot. Um, he, he literally put vice president Pence's life in danger. Uh, and it's, you know, some people could say, well, that's just, that's just hyperbole. No, because people actually stormed the fucking Capitol today. So anything was possible today. um, So I really only think I really believe the only way there's going to be actual justice for people to feel justice, to feel like something was done is for Donald Trump to pay for this somehow, um, either through impeachment or uh, through the 25th Amendment or something. Um, I'm not hopeful that that anything happened, but we'll see.
1: Twitter banned him for... Twenty twenty-four. Twelve hours. hours. Twelve hours.
0: Yeah. Well, and I mean, did you happen? Did you see his statement, his Twitter uh, video that he put up? try I did. To try and yeah. Stop it?
1: It, an embarrassment.
0: It was fucking bananas. I mean, he started off with, "I know they stole this election. We won I, by hundreds of thousands of votes. I know exactly how you feel. I love you. You're special." But stop uh, the violence! But stop the violence! The violence. Like, yeah. I just want to be like you, fucking prick. Yeah. This is ridiculous.
1: Yeah. I, I I mean I don't know. Do you? Other than the people who are, like, do you think this will make anybody question their votes for Trump, either the first time or the second time? Like, um, like Gabriel Sterling in Georgia, who we'll probably talk about um, when we do our podcast on Georgia. Yeah, um, he said, um, you know, I voted for Trump. I want him to win, but but he didn't win. Um, I want I want Senators Luffler and Purdue to win, and I I, I just think like. How can knowing this man is attacking you and your state and mm-hmm. and, and accusing you of crimes and and falsehoods, yet you still but would like him to be present? I just like do you think this is like over the top for some people, and they'll be like, uh, probably shouldn't have. Like I know Andrew McCarthy wrote a big op-ed in National Review was like, was this all worth it? And he basically came to the conclusion, no.
0: Right. I mean, I, well, no. I think a lot. Uh, I mean, of the what it was, seventy-four million people that voted for Trump this time around. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm sure there are true believers that Trump is fighting for them. He's given a voice to this, you know, downtrodden, you know, white lower class uh, voter base that fee- they feel like they've never had before, even though he's never actually done anything for them. But you know, whatever. Um, and I think there, are, but then I also think there's a size amount of people who believe that there are Republican principles and political mm-hmm. ideals and policy ideals that they were voting for. And it didn't really matter who the vessel was because Trump was going to do, was going to support tax cuts. He was going to support pro-life policies. He was going to do kind of the, the, you know, the a basic strong, military. It's yeah. strong military, the basic tenets of what, okay. you know, a Republic, Republican president should do. Did they, do they hate his style? Do they wish he wouldn't tweet as much? Yes, absolutely. Um, but, that it wasn't necessarily going to stop them. But that being said, I'm, I'm super curious to know how they feel over the last two months. And then especially today in the last, you know, whatever, eight hours. Right. Um, cause I'm sure that vote total would decrease, or at least I would think that sure. vote total would decrease. It wouldn't be 74 million. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, you know, I did not vote for Donald Trump um and i'm fine saying that out loud and i voted for joe biden for not because i believe joe biden to be uh you know his, not that because his policy agenda matches mine but because he is a good and decent man right and an actual you believes
1: know, in america believes in
0: america yeah whereas donald trump believes only in himself yeah. and nothing else and really doesn't give a rat's ass about anybody else
1: and and i
0: thought actually i thought Biden in in some ways became
1: president today with his speech. Yes. Oh, um, yeah. Definitely. And I thought he was very on point, and um, you know, made some very good points about you know with with their best words, so the president can inspire, and with their worst, they can incite, and you're you were mm-hmm. seeing that on display. Um, and I, I think the only thing that makes me sad is we have two more weeks of of Donald Trump. Um, and, you know, our last point here on our, our, on our outline is, you know, can Trump be impeached? Uh, you know, you're hearing calls for that.
0: Um, Ilano Omar is already uh, drafting the articles of impeachment for the yeah, House. Yeah, it would be nice if
1: it was coming from someone who had a little bit more uh, uh, bipartisan um, oxygen to use or, yeah, or, or, um, yeah equity. I, I mean, I, I really, uh, I, I don't think he'll get it. I don't think he'll be impeached. I don't I think know. the 25th Amendment will be invoked. Um, as much as I would like both of those, either one of those to happen.
0: Yeah. I had fantasies of, of Mitch McConnell calling Nancy Pelosi being like draft it and I will pass it the next day <laughs> and I, or I will, I will convict vote to convict the next day. Um, You know, cause you know, if he's impeached and Biden is not going to pardon him, he's, he won't be able to run for president in 2024, which Ever. you know that's, that's a real threat that mm-hmm. he wants to run for president again in 2024. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I want something to happen that torpedoes his political career and the political career of his children if they have any of those ambitions. And it's, you know, the rumors is that Ivanka wants to run for Senate or run for office something someday. Um, you know, I I don't have anything personally against Ivanka Trump, but she's a Trump. And right. I'm sorry, we don't need any more yeah, Trumps just, in American politics. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, do you do you think that, I mean, can't you, I, I just have to imagine that after today, McConnell or whoever is sort of the heavyweight in the Republican party in four years will be like, we are not, we are doing everything. We will do oppo research against Trump to get him, you know, we will make lies about him. Um, you know, we, we will do any, everything in our power to keep him from getting the nomination. Like, I feel like he, he may have disqualified himself today. I mean, not that he hasn't disqualified himself in my eyes a thousand times over right, before right, right. this, But he may have finally reached a point where people are like, I don't want to ride this dragon any longer.
0: Yeah. I mean, he, Yeah. I just, I worry about what happens with McConnell in the next, you know, he's got a full term again. He just got Mm reelected. But he's, he's old. He's an old man and he's not, you know, he's already been there 36 years. And as a majority leader, nobody has really kept an iron grip on his caucus better than him. And I know that Mitch McConnell gets a lot of bad, it gets a very, it gets a bad rap from a lot of people and a lot of people despise him. But this is, it's, this is not, he is better than what might come at, come after him. Yeah. Um, Even I though
1: mean, you said earlier we need new leadership. But, right. <laughs> but,
0: it, and that new leadership is great. But in, in the Senate, I mean, who's, who's really there to pick up that, strong enough to pick up that mantle? I mean, we, we tried this once before after Trent Lott when we went to, um, old senator um oh uh bill frist. bill frist oh my god i can't believe i blanked on dr <laughs> frist's name anyway and frist was supposed to be that guy he was supposed to be the the kind of you know, moderating voice. Of the, yeah yeah i mean the the moderating voice the the kind of voice of reason and he got eaten alive and didn't last mm-hmm. and then that's when mitch mcconnell came along because mitch knew how to you know rule with an iron fist and keep people in line um I mean, he really was similar to how Tom DeLay was in the House um, mm-hmm. back in the day. Uh, and I just don't know who can do that for the Republicans if Mitch McConnell's not doing it. It's, it's not going to be John Cornyn. It's not going to be, you know, um, Thune or any of those guys. I just don't see it happening. Um, and, you know, that there's ambitious motherfuckers like Holly and Cruz out there who would love a shot at being, you know, the the Republican leader in the United States Senate. Uh, And that would be disaster because they've chosen their horse and it's MAGA for life. And that is terrible. Yeah. Um,
1: I, I, there, I just don't think Trump will be impeached um, as much as I'd like that. It takes too long. Um, I I saw an editorial from Brett Stevens in the New York times. He's already written one that impeach and indict, but you know, I, I, it's, but it just raises the question of what happens over these next 2 weeks and yeah. um can he effectively be just like um almost put in like a, a a safe room and just kept there to bang against for so he doesn't interrupt anything um i don't know uh i guess that's why our listeners have us so in a couple of weeks we can come back and tell them <laughs> we can diagnose what went down and tell them, yeah.
0: tell them how 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 it's all going to shake out? I just I'm afraid that having Joe Biden get a I mean what's inauguration going to happen? What's going to happen on inauguration day? Yeah, I mean I I mean are these you know batshit crazy people are going to show up again and and pull some sort of stunt? I mean they are we are they already found pipe bombs outside the RNC. I mean are they going to put pipe bombs underneath the stage for the inauguration? I mean there's it's just. There's too much. There's too much at stake, and there's too much, you know, unknowns of what's going to happen. That's why I feel like there has to be some kind of action over the ne- over the next two weeks before Joe Biden. Uh, the healings have got to start sooner than that somehow. Um, and I, I wish it. I I really wish and I pray that that's what happens. Even though I know it probably won't. Um, yeah, I mean, but- you're hearing some nice things out of
1: the the Senate tonight, and maybe they can evangelize and i mean the house is a lost cause i think
0: but yeah um no other. well i mean and with all the q on morons that got elected to the house in november who are now seated you know members of congress who i mean yeah the house has always been kind of the the crazy where the crazies live but um for for years it's been that way but you know listen to listen to mitt romney I mean, I know that he's gotten a lot of a lot of shit from his constituents who are big believers in in Trump, but he is a statesman. He is putting country first every single time. There are Republican senators that are doing that um, besides him. It's just unfortunate that we're stuck with those, you know, well, was 12. Maybe now it's only seven um, who really have the sedition caucus caucus who have perpetuated the the myths and lies and conspiracy theories that Trump and his, uh, you know, moron legal team have been pushing for the last two months and today we saw the the natural outcome of all that yes um i mean i i was assuming the natural outcome was just going to be losing two seats in georgia but yeah apparently, well apparently got worse. worse
1: like i said 2021 hold my beer um well i'd like to thank brett jarvis for uh you know texting me today and being like emergency pod question mark um <laughs> So thanks, Brad. Uh, yeah, thanks for inspiring us tonight um we're going to record another episode very soon, talking about Georgia last night mm-hmm. or who would have thought less than twenty four hours later, more like like twelve hours later from when that happened that it would already be overtaken by events where and, um but
0: uh well what's what's one last thing with about that it's funny as you know I do not like John ossoff at all but you know, he did he did get elected to the United States Senate. He's thirty three, thirty-four years old. He's gonna be the youngest since uh Biden was elected, um, when Biden I think was twenty nine. Um it it was AP called the race like right in the middle of all the shit. <laughs> like yeah. what a horrible like you're excited, but you're also right. horrified at what's going on in the world. And I feel yeah. bad for him, even though I don't like John Ossoff, I do feel bad for, you know, getting you know yeah, some, he'll be you know, all right. He'll be okay. He'll but, be okay. You know, so
1: um, yeah, yeah, we'll talk about that and all the ramifications of Democrats having the Senate and what we can expect from that. I think you already saw a little bit of that today with the first one of the first dominoes falling, which was Merrick Garland um, being yeah. nominated for Attorney General or being will be the nominee for Attorney General. But yeah, yeah. we'll get into that soon. Um, and uh, but yeah, thanks for jumping
0: on tonight. Um, Anytime and uh we'll be back at you soon yep follow us follow us on twitter at bros politics uh listen to us wherever you get your podcasts apple um amazon and google play spotify oh and spotify god i always forget i don't spotify. think
1: we're on google but you can and we're search not on for google play. play but you can search for us there
0: yeah, whatever all right Pete. all right we'll be back at you on the next episode